to the dugout. Today we are joined by Callum. All right. And also Marley. Hiya. So pretty much we we will be talking about all things about Scottish football, like the national team. Ever see a time when Celtic will be overtaken, the best player, is, and is Draken the right man for Scotland, and any more topics which will come along. Right, so probably the be best to start with. The irony of referees having spectators on their top, yet they can't see what fans... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's a good start for a Scottish football yeah. podcast. Uh, I like that. I do uh, like that. Yeah, we just need to get right in there. Cause but I'm going to assume that they're talking I... about the Craig Thompson thing. Uh, the Celtic match. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was thinking more of the Andrew Dallas thing and the... Ham. Oh, well, aye. That you had that as well last weekend. That's right. You're right. Aye. God, that was probably even worse. Well, yeah. I mean, how? it's just... It's just embarrassing for Scottish football, like booking a player for getting tackled <laughs> off his own player. <laughs> and it was it was in his line of sight as well. He couldn't. He was staring yeah. right at it. I know it's, yeah. uh, it is embarrassing for Scottish football the amount of decisions like that. The Craig Thompson one as well. I mean, it's so clearly not a penalty. Like it's it's so harsh and um, has this Craig Thompson in general. Right? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say being a referee is an easy job. But Craig Thompson, as a referee, loves to be the centre of attention, it seems. Like, every game he's in, something big has to happen. He's just so inconsistent. Yeah. Like, do, have, have, you, have, you, have you watched a match that Craig Thompson is refereeing and felt like eh, everyone got out of that pretty... No, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think the the penalty was really harsh. I mean, the penalty over at the other end, I think, should have been a penalty too. That could have St. been Johnson. given, yeah. That could have been but, given. I mean, came up onto his elbow, fair enough. That's not allowed, but, I mean, he couldn't really have avoided it any more than what he tried to. No. I mean, he, his, no. arm, his arms went out all over the place. It was quite tucked in, turned away. I think it's just unlucky and obviously different referee, different day. Could have been just overlooked, really. Yeah. So, yeah, I, Specsavers is ironic. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... Yeah, like, it's like on that new advert uh, which are coming out about the Specsavers and audio, like, where they just cannot tell. Like, there was one about the court, or, like, where she said, I don't know, address your behaviour, and he came in as dressed as a sailor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Craig Thompson might do something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well anyway probably best for the state of the Scotland national team and and our inability to turn up for international qualifiers uh, we'll just keep on firing through these topics but this one this one could get tasty how have yeah, we been qualified and my, I mean I'm 21 and we qualified it was 98 the last one so yep. technically in yeah. my lifetime but it doesn't really count so yeah. I haven't seen Scotland at a tournament yeah, yeah, no. I, mean, my, I think the main problem, I suppose it's quite general, is the defence and mainly the centre half. I mean, yeah, I'd agree with that. It's, it's just, it's, it, I wouldn't say it goes as far as it's laughable, but I mean, I mean, with the fullbacks were getting more sorted with it with Patterson, Tierney, Robertson, mm. and the likes, but yeah. having people like Berra in centre back and Grant Hanley, it's just. I mean, what was the last, like, proper, decent. Scottish centre half. I'm trying to think. What was the last like, prop? Like, 
who you would have in your own uh, your own favourite team? Like, do, do I want to say Gary Caldwell? I don't know. I mean, I, I can't even Gary think of anybody. a strange one. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. You, just, you can't really think of God. one. It's tough. Well, in our generation, anyway, ones that yeah, the one that come to mind good. of Mulgrew, but that's just because he's like, well, well, was my favourite player. Yeah, like, yeah. Back see, in the I time. was, I was find Mulgrew funny for Scotland because I always thought when he played for Celtic in midfield, I thought he was a bit, yeah, a bit iffy. But when he played in midfield for Scotland, I thought he was great. And then, but I, I can't remember the last time I seen him play at centre half for Scotland. Uh, um, but I think that yeah. is the main problem: the centre halves. Yeah, I know we're producing fullbacks like a conveyor belt just now, like you said, but can't, can't find a centre half anywhere. Exactly, but um, well, the youth is on the up. I mean, we've suddenly just got an influx of quality Scottish players. Obviously, Burke going to Germany. Yes, and... yeah, oh, and that's that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because oft, so often you hear like, "Oh, we've just not got the players for it." Scotland has loads of great young players. I know. <laughs> it's not like it's not like we're struggling like. Especially Oliver Burke, I think he could be your. Uh, well, you know how every country just think about every country seems to have that one special player. Like Wales have Gareth Bale, uh, Sweden had Ibrahimovic, uh, Ireland had Robbie Keane. You know that sort of thing. Every yeah. team has that one outstanding player. I'm hoping that Oliver Burke can be our Gareth Bale. And what's not obviously seen all that much of him in a Scotland shirt. I mean, for me personally, I can admit that I've not heard much about him until he moved to Germany. Mm. And even still, I don't really know how he's doing over there. I don't know if he's even getting a game. And I'd oh, no, like I, to see I, him more. Yeah. Well, in a I don't Scotland think he's that much either. But um, well, he, he did he score. Like potential. Yeah, well, he oh, did score. Well, <laughs> well, he did score against Rangers like in a January game because obviously the Scottish break, and then they decided to play. Mm. And oh, Burke did he score? That one? Yeah. Oh, well. And a 4-0 hammering. Yeah. I mean, he must be alright if he's playing um, one of the top Bundesliga sides. Like, <laughs> I know. And how much did they sign him for? Do you, do you know? 15 million, I think. I think it was uh, 12 to 15 million or something like that. A lot that. of money anyway for a young Scottish player. So, But we do, we do have a lot of good youth coming up. I don't know, I don't think Barry McKay... Is Barry McKay in the Scotland squad or is he still... Uh, I think he's yeah. in and out of it, yeah. I yeah. don't... I can't. I don't know if he played the last time, but he, he's in the squad these days. Well, does he? Do you think he deserves to be in it, or do you think? Um, I think he deserves a chance because the likes. So I mean, James Forrest can be hot and cold. Yeah. Um, very yeah. consistent. You've got Snodgrass. Yeah. He likes to play out on the side every now and then, but I prefer him through the middle. Um, who else? Oliver Burke probably isn't there just yet. So... is he even? He used to be good, but now he's like slowing them. Like, it depends what team you're playing, I think. Yeah. 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 I mean, I feel all he really had was that he could sprint up the pitch and sprint back all game. Mm-hmm. And that was really all he's he had. He's great for counter attacks, yeah. Yeah. He's counter But. Um, I'm trying to think oh, as well, just the wide players we have. Sean Maloney. <laughs> he's still <laughs> kicking out in his Zimmer. Yeah. Who um, did he play for now? Hull. Yeah, oh. uh, I think he's still at home. Is he? Yeah. I think he's still at home. Well, um, we'll go on to another yeah. problem. Is I mean, the striker position. We do have good strikers, but the wrong ones are getting played. I think anyway. Yeah, Fletcher and play like well, or Stephen Fletcher. But yeah, we've got players like Griffith, Rhodes, McCormack, and all that. Like, why do we just not play them? Yeah, I agree like with the that. better strikers, or or like what Celtic. Found out. Just play with 
two up front instead of one up front because obviously Griffith just could not do it but well he done it but like in the European games I'm sure they played like a two up front or something like to make sure that Griffith got support I think yeah I, yeah I see the point I'm making that if, you're, if Griffith is going to play against like a really a really strong team they probably needs another striker there beside him just to help bring him into the game but I def I definitely think Fletcher's time is up. <laughs> I about yeah. before I was born. Yeah. Both of the Fletcher, the Hank now. Yeah, both yeah. of the Fletchers. Yeah. That's another point I've got that the squad is getting very old. Yeah. It's time to just start phasing these players out. Just... Like, I mean, as good as Scott Brown's been this season for Celtic, you don't want him anywhere near the Scotland team anymore. It's yeah, just it's time to yeah. move on. It's about priorities really. Yeah. I mean if he goes in the Scotland squad, is that gonna affect his most Celtic performances? I don't know. For me, I, if I had to choose, I'd keep him in the Celtic squad and leave him out the national team, if I'm honest. Yeah, even from a Scotland point of view, I think it's it's important for Scotland to start bringing through other players. Like I'd love to see John McGinn I've, get yeah. a more regular game for Scotland. Mm-hmm. I mean, Gordon, he's 34. I mean, Berra and Martin, 30, 30's at least 32 and 31, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Fletcher's like 33, 34. I mean, there's a lot of them yeah. in the 30s who are consistently trying to pick all the time. Fair enough, like, experience is a thing. And obviously they've got, ex- I mean, really in international football, have they got much experience in terms of tournaments? No, not really. So, I mean, nah. is it time to just start giving the younger ones a chance and then they can actually hopefully get us to somewhere where you can gain some valuable experience? I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, like... Uh, Malky... Mackay is like well trying to build up the youth infrastructure and like trying to get an academy league I think but he's not letting Celtic or Rangers get into it I don't think because obviously their team yeah is... I think he's still working that out I, I yeah. don't I don't know what will happen with that to be honest I don't know much about that so yeah well I mean do you think the national team have a well the national team and the fans have a kind of defeatist attitude like as soon as we start trying to qualify we just go, oh, we're shite anyway, we're going to get pumped yeah. by, by Lithuania at home. Yeah. I mean, does that, does, <laughs> does that help? No, definitely no. not. I've, yeah, I've said that as well in the past. That Even, I, I remember, was it Lithuania we drew with at home? Oh, either that or some yeah. other I think it was Lithuania. European team. Yeah, and the, the fact, I mean, I, I, it's easy for me to say I, what, I didn't buy a ticket, I wasn't there, but... Uh, fans like booing when the team needs to score. So, like, uh, it's not going to help, is it? <laughs> exactly. I mean, the same happens. Obviously, if you've been to obviously a football match, if it happens specifically with Celtic, if fans get impatient, they start kind of turning against the yeah, team, and it's yeah, only sort of norm, like a negative domino effect. You start getting impatient, the team start kind of worrying, and, and it's not quite as fluid as it should be. Probably the same happens with the Scotland squad. We even go into before any match thinking chances are we're going to get beat here. Yeah. And that's I think that's why when the time we nearly qualified, I think it was when we started getting results against these bigger teams that actually spurred us on to you know, try mm-hmm. and support them even more. And I think that helped us kind of keep going rather than going to Slovakia and kind of chiting ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I think Gibraltar, now they were the first team to actually score Again, well, are the first Scotland were the first team that Gibraltar scored against, even. Aye, we let that happen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah of course yeah. it was us. And yeah. that, yeah, and then that is obviously the defeatist stuff. 
like after that, I'm sure also that was like Fletcher or Stephen Fletcher also got a hat trick in that match though. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, can't really go by much on that. I think uh-huh. yeah, no way. Stand playing Fletcher. against yeah, playing against women, police officers and firemen and that. But yeah, yeah. You know. To answer the the question, uh, Daniel, was it is it is Scott is Gordon Stratton the right man for yeah. Scotland anymore? I'd I'd say no. I think it's. Yeah. I think we should have moved on after. Uh, after the Lithuania one, probably because we would have had time to maybe turn that around and have a go still at this campaign. But yeah, I mean, I, mean, I, I like Gordon Strike, but I think it's I think it's time to change. Yeah, I think I made my decision on him when he came out with his decision for Lee Griffiths that he was just too small. Like if yeah, that yeah, that as well. That genuinely well. have a striker yeah. problem doesn't matter what height he is I mean fair enough you play a system but I mean I think it's night and day between do you play gangly Stephen Fletcher or do you play Lee Griffiths I mean who's going to get you more goals I mean when was the last time Stephen Fletcher scored more than 10 league goals in a season I know. I know. and Griffiths had done four times <laughs> just there Yeah. I mean the stubbornness of oh, he's just too small I mean I suppose Lee Griffiths didn't help that when he obviously changed his Twitter handle to Shorty or whatever it was but I mean <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, probably, uh, yeah, probably just, that's how many back of the line now. but I don't know if you have a striker problem I think you should be choosing your best striker no matter what D- despite how much experience or height you have on him he's, if you're shite you're shite I think you just choose the best goal scorer yeah that's what I mean yeah yeah so if he was to leave and then who would come in and become the Manager of Scotland, oh. then. Oh God. Yeah. Honestly, well, that, that's just a wide yeah. open question. I mean, anybody? I mean, who's 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 yeah. even available? I don't I don't have a name specifically, but I know the type of manager I'd love to see Scotland get. I'd love to see a a, a foreign manager. I think it's time to try something different. Yeah. Uh, young. The last time we had one. But yeah. Younger as well. Bertie Vogt. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People, people will say that. Oh, last time we went for a former manager, Bertie Vokes, but that doesn't really add anything to the yeah, debate. No. It's a different time. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I think it's time to try a former manager to, with new ideas because it's the same old names, isn't it? It's, it'll be if it's it's your it's your, your like own David Moyes and that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. it's all just kind of traditional. Oh, let's let, let's keep it Scottish. Let's keep, let's keep it patriotic and passionate. But yeah. I mean, the game's evolving. It's, it's evolving outside of Scotland. I, I agree with getting a foreign manager and getting some foreign influence and in, some yeah, new style of football. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's punt up to Stevie Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know, like a foreign type, like an Argentinian, like just flashy and <laughs> that could like get skill out of the players. Like, Mackay Steven, they'll be getting picked doing blooming skill <laughs> run denying. Yeah. Yeah, I want a, yeah a manager that can get the best out of our uh, young creative players because yeah. we have, we do have them and Gordon Stratton certainly isn't getting the best out of them. No, not at all. So and I don't think a a Craig Levine type manager would get the best out of them. No, you wouldn't even bother so, playing a striker. Or thick zero. Yeah. Yeah. So you need you need someone who can get the most out of our young attacking players. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Well, that, that that did get quite messy. You're right, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that did. Yeah. Uh, so, what team do you think would take over Celtic? Oh, well, obviously, except of the popular choice, which would probably be Rangers. If 
if they actually got the money out of their backside and like splashed it, mm-hmm. which they probably do have, but well, probably don't actually because they're meant to be going into be going back into debt soon. Yeah, uh, that's that's always going to be floating about. Everyone always says that. But uh, yeah. So are you saying with the current finances that Celtic have, say if yeah. someone like Rangers or Aberdeen have it in the next season? Is that what you're yeah, asking? Like, would, would, more li- yeah. would like who's more likely yeah. to take over? Yeah, um, yeah, like Rangers. I think. I mean, if they they had the same amount of money as us, plus they have, I think Warburton is better than McInnes. So if they still had Warburton and the current team they have, which I suppose it's kind of fifty-fifty between Aberdeen and Rangers. I think if Rangers had the finances and the kind of current setup Celtic have, I think Rangers would would be the kind of leading candidate to take over. Not that I think they would. I'm just saying they would be more suited compared to Aberdeen. Yeah, I, I think I think all three. Like I'm looking at it. If Celtic just went like moved to a different league next season, and it's between Rangers, Hearts, and uh, Aberdeen. Ah, uh, it's it's quite a tough one because Aberdeen, Aberdeen have got decent finances. They've, and they've got a new. They're building a new stadium. Uh-huh. They've got. I, I'd have to say they've got the second best squad in the league. I think they've got better players than Rangers. Yeah, but. Also, I mean Rangers. I mean, if if Rangers, Rangers are just too unpredictable at the moment. You don't know if, but it's going to happen with their signings, whatever. So I think Hearts as well with their new manager, who he's getting new ideas yeah. and they're building a new stand as well in their stadium. So they're on the up. So it'd be a it'd be a really tight race between them if they were all to start on the same footing. Uh-huh, but if you think, think about it, if they had the same finances, and say if Hearts, Aberdeen, and Rangers were all going in for the the same player, who 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 is he going to choose? I mean, well, if it, if it was the same money, they would choose Rangers. But yeah. I don't know if it is the same money. Uh, that's what I mean, but if if it was, if they all all four, all four yeah. had the same current setup, mm. I think Rangers had the advantage of we are a historic club. Yeah. Well, saying that loosely, obviously, we are a historic club. <laughs> Players are want to go gonna go to Rangers because yeah. Rangers are more well known than Aberdeen Hearts. Yeah, I mean, so I think they have that advantage over it. But I, I think it would be a tight race if Celtic were mm-hmm. taken out of the equation between Cel- uh, Rangers, Aberdeen, and Hearts. Although yeah. I, I don't know why I why I want to say Hearts, but I don't. I, I just Hearts, I, Hearts have sorted themselves mm-hmm. out. To be fair to them, they've got the uh, let's say the new stand and they've went for a really a really bold choice for a manager. A big, I mean, it's a big risk. It, it looks as if he's start, starting to turn it around, uh-huh. uh, Ian Cathro. But um, if it works out for them, then it's, they're in a pretty, a pretty decent position. Yeah, I think their setup's really good just now. Same with Aberdeen. Rangers still have obviously a couple of issues to sort out, but I think mm-hmm. eventually they'll get to it. But I mean, are they gonna? Will they stop the ten in a row? Or what was in the papers a couple of days ago or today that we're going for twenty in a row? Ooh. Apparently, I mean. Will Rangers? Oh yeah, it was it something like yeah, it was something like will Celtic dominate for the next twenty years or something like that. That's something yeah, something that Chris thought I needed to say though. <laughs> no, it was it was somebody who used to work for the SPL, I think. Uh, but, oh, yeah. I forget his name. I mean, you'd struggle to argue against it at the moment. I mean, even even if. I've heard from Rangers fans say, "Yeah, it's going, it's going to take us like maybe three or four years to get back, to get back fighting for titles again." But in three or four years, that will be ten in a row. So I don't know, I don't know if they will. I don't know if 
I think I just think that Celtic are, are far enough ahead that if Rangers were to sort themselves out, and then Celtic could just go up another gear, if you get me. Yeah. To, yeah, to keep yeah. that gap. So it's a difficult one. Yeah. Right. So obviously we're going to be talking about Rangers favour Joey Barton. What do you think of him underestimating Scotland? Well, it was a stupid idea, wasn't it? I mean, it didn't really work oh, yeah. out great, was it? I know, with all of his things like <clears throat> Scott Brown is not in my league in our hand, but <laughs> yeah. he made it worse for himself. That's one yeah. thing you can't do in Scottish football is put you in front of the media constantly. You can't make yourself a centre of attention because everything will come back to bite you on the arse. And that's yeah. exactly what happened. Scott I Brown's think, not in my league yeah. and he completely showed him up the first meeting yeah. they got. I think yeah. Scottish people in general just love to see uh, someone fall flat in their face after talking themselves up. Of course. So I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, yeah, he's going to do this, he's going to do that, and then like at half he an hour into his debut, him, yeah. he gets nutmegged by <laughs> Ali Crawford for Hamilton. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he definitely did uh. underestimate it. And then somehow he goes walking into a Premier League team, which I, in pre- I'm, I'm sure Burnley fans will slag the Scottish League off, but they've they're now loving a player who. Like I say, get nutmegged off Ali Crawford. <laughs> so, <laughs> what does that say about their league? But like overall, yeah, is it was it was quite funny. <laughs> it's not as if he didn't have a chance to prove himself. He did. He had plenty of game time until, obviously, the whole thing just collapsed on its arse. But I mean, it's different to someone like Cranjar, who obviously played one or two games in, got injured, but he had plenty of times to show that he was a good player. And I think more times than not, he metaphorically gets nutmegged by Ali Crawford every game. Mm. I think it was uh, before the first Celtic Rangers match was it uh, Kilmarnock Rangers played Yeah, uh, and I seen a bit of that and it was it was Barton and it wasn't even like I th- I, haven't, I haven't ever watched Barton that much before but I thought he's just going to be a type of player puts tackles and wins the ball plays it to the side to someone else who can pass Aye. but Joey Barton couldn't even pass it <laughs> he couldn't even pass <laughs> he couldn't even do that like, yeah <sighs> So I honestly do not know how he's ended up playing in the Premier League again, if it's that good. Because yeah. it was so bad. Well, it was awful. Apparently, in, when Burnley won the Championship, Barton did do a lot of the work and carried them. Not carried yeah. them, but did a lot of the work to get them promoted. So I feel that's why he's gone back, because obviously the fans mm. have a lot of affection for him now. But even still, is he doing well for Burnley just now, or are they just playing him for a kind of affection reason? I don't know. That's just like yeah. a, a speculation, yeah. but I mean, is that like a lesson learned for Barton and for other people who do slag Scottish football? Like, is it all Definitely. deserved, or is it? I mean, you don't knock it till you get nutmegged by Ali Crawford. Yeah, uh, aye. I'm not going to say Scottish league's the best league in the world, but no, of course not. It's it's a lot better than people make it out to be, uh, and it's a lot tougher physically than people make it out to be. That was another thing Barton was doing. He was like. You could see on his face after the Celtic game, he was knackered. He oh. was like finished. Whereas, it, like Scott Brown was ready to play another match <laughs> straight after it. I know. He's not in his league, so yeah. I don't know. You see that all the time. Anytime Celtic or Rangers or any Scottish team are mentioned on Twitter, in all the mentions, it's just uh, Tim Potley getting your playing yeah. farmers all week, and you're like, it, mm-hmm. it does. It makes you want to bite, but. You, you never want to because uh, it's not worth it anymore yeah so I mean 
the most people who do knock Scottish football, I can guarantee, haven't watched all that much of it yeah. and don't know well, all da- that much well, of it. Yeah. Well, Daniel, were you going to mention about Craig Gordon and Dembele yeah. going to Chelsea? Oh, yeah. uh, and yeah. interested by Chelsea, so yeah. yeah, that just shows you as well. That's the the team that's top of the Premier League are interested in uh, Celtic goalkeeper and Celtic striker. So and <laughs> the league can't be that bad. Exactly. And obviously, first thing Conte does is come out and just say, "No, nah, we didn't even put a bid in, bid in for Dembele." But I mean. They put a bit in for God, don't they? Yeah, ah, exactly. Really, yeah, but that's just trying to like play it down. Like yeah. we never put in a bid for Dembele, so we're just gonna put in a massive bid and shock everybody, mm-hmm. and then Dembele's gonna be like, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but I mean... didn't he? No, but Dembele like did go down to London and post it on his Twitter or something, and then yeah, he was getting all a of scan. his Celtic yeah. fans just freaked out. Yeah, winding up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no. I know. Mean, I mean, would you oh. have accepted the bid for Dembele and Gordon? Um, Depend on the bid. Well, uh, the, for the, Dembele. No. If it was, if it was well, forty million. If it was what it was, yeah, yeah. If yeah. it was forty million, probably I would anything yeah. less than forty, I would have rejected it. But I would have. It wouldn't have been easy. <laughs> There's no mm. way you're rejecting forty million like on a whim. Uh, exactly. Yeah. I mean, how forty million could that would buy a better striker than Dembele is? I think, I think Dembele will go. For, I think will go for forty million. But yeah. I know. I think it is really difficult to, to kind of tell. Yeah, I think it depends on Celtic being in the Champions League next season. If Celtic are in the Champions League next season, I think Dembele will stick around for one more season, unless a crazy offer comes in, yeah. like for real, like someone actually puts down on the table forty million. Yeah. So, but I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. I probably would have accepted the bid for Gordon if I'm honest. I feel we don't yeah. need him. I mean, like we have not that we don't need him, but we could do without him. Plus, we would get an extra four million or five million or whatever it was. I mean, I think we could still do a job with Devereingo. Obviously, he's he's okay. I mean, he can probably play more of a sweeper keeper than Gordon can because every mm. time Gordon oh, gets the ball at his feet, I swear yeah. to God, I'm. Oh, he just, either gets a red you. card or it's a penalty or something. Mm. Like just when he came in and then Kung Fu kicked like <laughs> a player like in two weeks or something. And then it wasn't even a red card because I think it was Craig Thompson because he was a straight ref. <laughs> but I think it was him and he just never seen it. Well, he might have done, but he never gave anything. Even though Gordon fucking done a Nigel De Jong right into the guy's chest. <laughs> I think I think the problem for Celtic with the goalkeeper is that like, Craig Gordon does have a bit of a mad streak in him at times, like coming out of his box and all that. But I think the difference between like Craig Gordon, Craig Gordon's a great keeper, but it's different for Celtic as well because a Celtic keeper has to go like ten ten minutes, like long periods in a match without making a save, mm. and then they have to be called into action. Like I, I think that's why De Vries doesn't really suit Celtic because he he's been playing in teams who are. Uh, backs against the wall the entire yeah. entire game so I don't think he's used to going long periods in the game and then being called into action so mm. I probably wouldn't have sold Gordon because it would have been too quick a turnaround to try and find a keeper um, that's going to be a suitable replacement in the long run Yeah, I feel we should get a new goalkeeper in summer, I wish we would have got one this, this winter but I mean obviously we didn't but I we definitely need one in summer. There's no doubt about it. 
I say we need yeah. someone who is fairly young. Not obviously with goalkeepers, the age is obviously a lot different. Mm-hmm. A goalkeeper can still be young at like 24 because of how long they can actually play for. So I think we still need to get one of them in and shift off Bailey, Devry maybe. But I don't know. Needs another goalkeeper anyway. I don't think see Gordon lasting more than after next season. Mm-hmm. I know. It's a shame though because obviously he is a good goalkeeper but his time is running out but he could have played more if he never got injured while at Sunderland. Like what even well, what even was his injury? I don't know. His career was He's been really unlucky with injuries yeah. It is an yeah. injury that comes back all the time and I think that did happen and that's why he was out for so long. It would come back and then he would kind of heal and then it would come back again. So we're, we're actually very lucky that it hasn't come back in general since he's been at Celtic because, I mean, who knows where he, where he would be now if none of that ever happened, if he managed to stay and maybe he would have gotten a bigger contract elsewhere and he would never have come to Celtic in the first place. But, I mean, you could say that about anyone. Like, we would say, oh, we wouldn't cash in on Dembele, but who knows, next week he could get a massive injury and then kind of obviously drop in terms of potential so you never mm-hmm. really know anything can happen right so on to the Scottish Cup now and we suppose we could start off with Celtic versus Inverness then so what are your predictions oh. I mean well obviously I, I was going to say obviously I don't want to sound too cocky it could turn the other way but chances are high chances are Celtic are going to win Will it be comfortable? I mean, it's. I think it's more about just kind of staying focused and trying not to get too complacent. Yeah, because the last time Celtic got complacent against Inverness, it was super Cali go ballistic. Celtic had atrocious. Yep. <laughs> I know. Oh, uh, but John Barnes. All right. Well, no wonder because he was like a shape manager. But that's not the point. That just came up with the timeline. Um, I don't really anything, know. Uh, anything can happen in the cup. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Celtic should win, but it's just that it's just that whole cup thing that yeah, it's <laughs> anything, just a massive anything can happen, and maybe Celtic are due a a defeat. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. another thing. Would we go unbeaten during the season? I don't know. I mean, that's, I mean, mm-hmm. you can end any game. Obviously, it's there's always there's always one game in the season where like, everything goes wrong. So exactly. I mean, could it be this game at the weekend? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it seemed like everything was going to go wrong against the thing against St Johnston until Thompson just gave the worst decision ever. But <laughs> I'm not saying Celtic probably would have won that game, but Thompson definitely helped with that. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think Celtic probably Yeah, probably like a, I'd say two 0 Celtic if I were to yeah. guess. Chances are it will be a more comfortable win, but again you never know. But um Ross County Aberdeen yeah, that game. That should be a good game. How's how's that gonna go? I mean, I think Aberdeen are really inconsistent at the minute. Like they do decently against the teams that they really shouldn't be beating, and then the teams they really should be beating. Mm. They they're on a do they're on a well. decent run at the moment. No, but I think I think they drew. Or no, did they get beat at Frost County at the start of the season? Oh, uh, oh I, I don't know. Don't know about that yeah. one. Probably. I don't know if Frost County are a wee bit of a bogey team for Aberdeen, but. I still I think Aberdeen will come through that because they've just been apart from the Celtic game at Parkhead, which you can probably just take that out. I think they're on like a 
I think they've won six out of uh, five out of six. So mm-hmm. then, all right, I think Aberdeen should probably come through that two, two one or three one if I were to then put a prediction. Edinburgh Derby. Which well, the Edinburgh Derby, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Hebdar flying, uh, flying high. But Hearts are also doing well in the Premiership as well. Yeah. Checking it out now because they are fourth, and they obviously did beat Rangers four one. Yeah, it kind of levels things out. If you're top yeah, of the Championship yeah. and you're fourth in yeah. the Premier League, I think it does level out a wee yeah, bit. They've got new, they've got their new signings in now as well. Hearts, so that's I don't. That could go either way. I think I think that's fifty fifty. I mean, is would you count that as a as a disadvantage that they've got all the new signings in? Like, does that? Uh, I think they've got. I th- yeah, maybe maybe if it was two weeks ago, but I think because you know they, they seen like two weeks ago when they were before they beat um, who was it get a oh aye, before they beat Rangers they were really <laughs> they were really struggling, but I think now they've they've started to settle, and I think you'll see what Ian Cathro's trying to build now. Uh-huh. So, I think Hearts will just edge it. I'll, I'll be tuning in nonetheless. I'll definitely be watching yeah. it. Just because of the pre- yeah. the quality difference between the Premiership and the Championship, I think Arts will just edge it. Yeah, I think so as well. And then Rangers and Greenock Morton. Oh, well, that should be a walk away. Should be fairly convincing for Rangers. But I mean, yeah. if really, if Rangers lose this, I think people will continue asking yeah. questions and even more serious questions if they do get beat. Depending on what yeah, team well, they put out, yeah. obviously. Talking about cup upsets, that one is like, set up for an upset because you have team in the Premiership who should really win but they're not in the best run of form and Morton are where are they in the Championship they must be close to the top they're not close to Hibs but they're close to the top they are third they're third yeah so they're doing alright I still think Rangers should really win again like just cause the quality difference between the two leagues but you know that one's that's the one that's like set up for an upset. It's get all the 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 boxes ticked. Yeah. For an the upset. referee. <clears throat> yeah, the referee as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I'm predict I'm predicting for Rangers obviously to win fairly comfortably, and I mean as we said, doing well in the championship. I mean they're thirds and Rangers are third as well. That mm-hmm. levels it off. So are they? Is it going to be a lot of goals or is it going to be? Fairly plain sailing and just a like a one nil two nil win. Yeah, I think, I think probably two nil. Yeah, I'm, I might go for three one if I'm honest. I think they might concede. I think they're a bit mm. a bit a bit leaky just now. Obviously after the Hearts game and then conceding to uh, Ross County as well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yep. Well, there's probably one more game that we've missed. Oh, Finn Johnston versus Patrick Whistle. That one mm. would be. Partick Thistle are okay and well, they're both for like the same type of that's set up for a two two aren't they yeah <laughs> that's, well, I mean, yeah uh, put your house on that that'll be two two exactly <laughs> <laughs> I mean Johnson ten points ahead of Partick Thistle just now yeah I mean is that a big enough gap to sway it towards St Johnson or is it still fairly unpredictable I think St Johnson are in their own wee world uh, <laughs> no. you know, like they're, they're not they're Comfortably top six, but comfortably, well, too far away to touch uh, Hearts, Rangers, and Aberdeen. So, yeah, um, I really don't know. scored a decent amount of goals. I think, yeah, I'd go for th- two two, and if it's not that, I'll be three two to one of the teams. <laughs> oh, just a lot of goals. But, uh, uh. Other than that, 
not very much games to talk about. I mean, we're not East Five St. Mirren. I mean, is that even more? I don't know enough about those teams. Aaron Never Clyde. Done. <laughs> well, we're uh, that. Well, there isn't much, is there? Um, well, Dunfermline and Hamilton, I suppose that's probably the only one which I felt I know bit to the bow, both of them. Mm-hmm. But even then, Hamilton should win that because Dunfermline are thick from the table. St. Mirren are bottom of the championship. Yeah. They I thought they were like shockingly. a good, well, they're not a good Premiership team, but like we're in the Premiership. Oh, no, no, no. They are doing shockingly bad this season. Yeah, no. <clears throat> I can see that now. Like, dub- like double relegation standard. I think what Portsmouth and that have, <laughs> or did, Leeds, um, I suppose. Yep. Leicester are set for a relegation shocker oh, no. in the England League. But thank you guys for watching and see you in the next.